Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Welcome back to Carriker and Smallman here on 101 ESPN. I'm Michelle Smallman. Dan McLaughlin is in for Randy Carriker today, but let's head to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line and welcome in the voice of the St. Louis Blues here on 101 ESPN. Chris Kerber is with us. Good morning, Kerbs. How are you doing today? I'm good, Michelle. How are you? We are doing well. And Dan and I were just talking last segment about Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina and what this team would be missing if they, in fact, move on and join other teams in 2021. So I kind of want to ask you the same question about Alex Petrangelo. While we know the Blues went out and they acquired Tory Krug, and it doesn't seem like there's going to be a huge gap on the ice from a Petro to Krug and, and the defensive standpoint, what do you think is the number one thing the Blues are going to be missing with Alex Petrangelo off the team? I think there's going to be a gap. I think the gap will be on the defensive side of the puck. And, and I think what you're hoping for is that, you know, whatever percentage difference it is in quality of uh, of the defensive side between uh, Petrangelo and Krug, that's made up in increased level of play by Pareko, Scandella, and Justin Falk. And, and then, you know, honestly, uh, on top of that, uh, you know, I, I – I think very specifically, one area that the Blues are going to miss with Alex Petrangelo gone, I don't know if there was a better defenseman in the league when it came to clearing the puck out of the corners or something on, on the penalty kill. I really do believe that. Uh, so there will be some adjustments, but, you know, I don't – honestly, I don't look at this one the same as those other two when we're talking about cornerstone franchise player. I mean, if Alex if Alex had signed another six- or seven-year deal and we got into year five of that, then we're talking the same thing to me, but – um, I'm sitting as a Cardinal fan hoping like, oh, heck, both those guys are back, and I don't see any reason uh, not to bring them back, to be honest with you. Curbs, uh, as you can imagine, by the way, good to hear your voice. Um, as you can imagine, a lot of people listening are going, okay, I, I would be into hockey right now, but there is no season going on right now. What is the latest that you're hearing in terms of maybe starting in early January or February, and what would that season look like in terms of alignment, length, those kind of things? Dan, the crazy part about this is is you're absolutely right. I mean, we're in a window now where people would be watching hockey games during the week. You get your NFL on the weekends. You get your uh, NBA starting to maybe head into camps and things and are really getting fired up now at the beginning of the month. Um, but uh, but we don't have that. And, and the honest-to-goodness the honest to goodness answer to everything you just asked, I don't know. Yeah. And – and I'm telling you, and, and the players don't know. I talked to two players last week that have not been told a thing in terms of when this could start. I know there's got to be, obviously, discussions behind it, but even at a Board of Governors level, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm told that nothing solid is being presented yet. in terms. So they, they're still looking through scenarios here. I think you have to, if, if you're a fan, if you're us, you're me, you're you, you're Michelle, you got to look at this. Like just just throw some common sense into this. Starting and playing a season without fans doesn't seem likely, does it? I mean, just the amount of money lost and is 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 just crazy, you know. And and the the TV revenue alone isn't going to be enough to carry it. So I got to think the league is looking at any scenario that's possible to delay as long as possible until they can put some level of fans in the building. And even then, you've got to wonder where is that threshold of how many fans or, or not. So, 
I, I still think they're working through too many uncertainties to come out with anything. And I'm okay with this because rather than them come out with something that they're going to have to change in a matter of two weeks or three weeks, I'd rather them just kind of keep it like they did going into the return to play and come out when we know exactly what could happen. Curbs, if you're talking to players about this scenario, what's it like for them? Just kind of waiting around, not knowing when things are going to pick up. Are guys kind of staying around St. Louis, hope, hoping that, you know, if they're working out, that they can eventually get the call and then jump right back into action? What what has it been like for players to not know? Uh, it is a mix of both. It's been, and, and frustrating is the word that I heard three different times last week from them. Uh, it, it's, What's frustrating is they just don't know, like they just don't know how to train right now. You know, like if if it's going to be two and a half more months, you may not, you, you won't train the same way as if it's the things are going to open up in a month or a month and a half. And and I and so ramping up is one of the things that you know that that creeps into there. You know, for the guys that are moving cities or coming in, when do you come in? When does Troy Crew make an official move? You know, does he have to make a move now? You know, when and then and then from a family standpoint, it's when does, you know, when do you finally make that that physical move to get you through the mental part that you've changed teams, things like that. Uh, there's there's just a lot of uncertainty going on, and it's, I mean, and look, it's it's not no more uncertain than I think what obviously what you know what what the radio stations dealt with, what Dan you've dealt with with Cardinal games and the Cardinal season, what you know what what you know. Waiters, waitresses, uh, restaurants, retail, what they're all dealing with. So much of it is just uncertain that you just try to go day to day and and see where it goes. Right now they're just waiting to figure out, okay, what are the so many different scenarios that we could play with, and then how are they going to communicate and work with the PA to figure out which one of those is the right one? Is there? And and the one thing, well, well, I was going to say, Dan, and this will relate to you, like the, the one thing you do have to wonder, okay, and baseball got a bad rap, when they went back to play and they were dealing with, you know, uh, prorated salaries and all that stuff. I'm curious in the NBA and in the NHL now, because it wasn't a problem for those two leagues before because they had already played 90% of their seasons and their full salaries had already been paid out. It's now a scenario in play for the NBA and the NHL, depending on the lengths of their season. I'm curious how that part of things will play out. Yeah, you just led me into my next question, which is we don't know what the length of a season may be. So even if it's January or February, and all of a sudden then, if you're not playing 82 and you're playing, uh, I'm going to throw an arbitrary number, 62 games or whatever the case may be, um, you you have to negotiate that. So has that been talked about or is that being talked about now just in case they get that green light to say, hey, here's how we're going to do it. This is prorated. And would the PA then say, okay, we'll do that. Or is that going to be a real tough stumbling block to get over? Well, I, I think that it could be a more difficult negotiation than what we saw. The good news is is there was a real sense of cooperation, and somehow in the return-to-play scenario back in August, the league and the Players Association walked out of that with a four-year extension to the CBA. Now, were provisions put into that for a game-shortened 2021 season? I don't know that. But it is something that is going to be – look, it's not realistic to think you could play 52 games and, and pay a full $81 million per team out in salary cap. I, I, I just – that I don't see as realistic at all. So I think there's going to have to be some adjustments in there somewhere. And, and we'll have to wait and see how that goes and how that gets leveraged. And, you know, baseball went through it, and we'll have to see how 
Now these other leagues that are going to have to play midseason do it. Now there's one aspect of the return to play. that I've, I've been saying this for a little while. I know one of the things that makes it interesting is if, if you think that, okay, well, if your main TV contract is with NBC and they're going to go to the Olympics, you know, that third week of July. So you've got to have the Stanley Cup done by then, and that squeezes it. Said for a long time, I, the, the other scenario is at some point you negotiate with NBC and then you see if another network, since your contract is up anyway I'll come the end of this season, you see if another network is available to carry your Stanley Cup playoff games, and that gives you a chance to extend the season throughout the summer, if that's an option. Now, Bill Daly came out on Friday, I think it was, and alluded that that's a possibility as well. So I think the league is looking into scenarios from a television standpoint that doesn't box them into the corner to having to have the Stanley Cup final done by a certain date in July, which could squeeze the season and change the dynamic on it. And and the one thing that I, I really do think the National Hockey League has tried to play everything and done it right they they are keeping every option open until they have no options left. And I guess as a fan, you've got to be encouraged by that. Is there a preference, Curbs, as we wrap it up to have a full season um, no matter what, even if it would end in you know late July, August, or is it more important to get back on what would be a normal schedule, let's hope, beginning next year and just take the hit this year with a shortened season? I think the answer to that would depend on when we say take the hit, what is the hit? Yeah. And what, is, what, what can be negotiated with the hit? If, if the hit can be really minimized by extending your season, then you're going to do that. And then you take another season or two to get yourself back into a calendar range that you would like. Uh, but I would think they would prefer to play as long a season as possible. And frankly, the longer you could delay the playoffs, Dan, and potentially get a vaccine and fans in the stands, that's a positive. So I, I think that would be their first preference if they could find a, a, a mode and a system to do it. Great stuff, Curbs. Thanks so much for the information and the conversation, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Have a terrific start to your week. Thank you. That is Chris Kerber, the voice of the Blues, here on 101 ESPN. And coming up next... It's the fight. Oh, yeah. And it's Danny Mac versus one lucky challenger. I'm walking out. (laughs) We'll see if they can take down Dan. That's next here on 101 ESPN.